2: Alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Eddie Igras, I'm Chris Mack. In for Joe Ostrowski for one more day. Joe O back tomorrow. Here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Watch us on YouTube. Just search Odyssey Sports. And, of course, on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. Can Hoops we fans, handicap we something, Chris, real fast? Yeah, go ahead. Can we handicap something? Like, what if
0: Joe misplaces his passport? Like, are you prepared to come in out of the
2: bullpen if, say, he can't get back home? Professor Egros, Corporal Mack reporting for duty. I will be here. Whatever you need. There we go. Okay. I couldn't find (laughs) my
0: passport. I have to stay wherever he is.
2: That's a convenient excuse, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I don't (laughs) know where my passport is.
1: Whoops.
2: I have to stay in sunny (laughs) tropical locale for another few days.
1: Womp, womp. (laughs) <laughs> or remember during COVID when, like, if you got COVID, you couldn't track back? Oh, darn, I got a stick for a longer. Yeah, right. sorry, got- I'm stuck. Mm, got the sniffles. Oh, sorry, can't come.
2: Yeah, um, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will get back into uh, the, or I should say, we will get into, not back into, we have yet to really dive into it, the NBA midseason tournament quarterfinals tonight, first two. Boston, Indy, uh, New Orleans, Sacramento, and uh, we will talk Monday Night Football as well in 20 minutes. Bengals and Jags, a big double-digit spread now on that game, and in a couple minutes as well, since that affects the AFC playoff picture, some injuries around the AFC wildcard picture after yesterday's action, but let's dive headlong into a game we've touched on a few times. We joked around about Big Dom and Dre Greenlaw earlier in BetQL court, but like, The Niners put it on the Eagles, 42-19, a dominant performance. Uh, I thought Jason LaConfora a couple minutes ago, if you missed, by the way, it'll be posted as a podcast momentarily. Jason LaConfora mentioned the Niners go as Trent Williams goes, their star offensive tackle. It's a really good point. When they've struggled this year, yes, it's been when they've been without offensive weapons like McCaffrey or Debo, and people use that as an excuse to, Uh, push back on Brock Purdy and and what he may actually be capable of. It may just be that this offense goes as the all-pro offensive tackle goes, Ed. And this team, as long as Trent Williams is healthy, he's the key to unlocking everything they do offensively.
0: It's a more and more compelling case, despite the fact that we see these phenomenal offensive performances by Brock Purdy and all of these skilled position players. And the reason why I say that is because I felt like this was a great offensive line day for the 49ers against the Eagles. Yes, Brock Purdy was pressured on 30% of his dropbacks, and yes, he was sacked twice, but when Purdy got the pass away, it led to great things. From next-gen stats, Debo Samuel gained 115 of his 116 yards after the catch, plus 88 yards after the catch, overexpected. Fifth most in a game since 2018. You got to believe the offensive line was doing some fantastic blocking so that Debo Samuel could get out in the clear. So that definitely had a lot to do with it. Eagles defense allowed just 21. Yak overexpected since week 13, third fewest in the NFL before allowing Debo Samuel to go nuts. So this was something where this was actually an advantage for the Eagles defense, but it was the 49ers, the pass blocking I thought was quite good. The run blocking was also fantastic. How often was Christian McCaffrey running into eight-plus boxes like, he was doing it a lot, and he was still yeah. really successful doing so. That's not just Christian McCaffrey being the best running back in football. That's also an offensive line that knows how to run block as well as pass block. And this is really important going forward because, yes, rematches, different things can happen. Eagles defensive line can do lots of different things in terms of stunts and blitzing more or less or whatever, being more unpredictable, it's fine. But – I don't know how this 49ers offensive line wanes at all if everybody is healthy and ready to go in case there is a rematch for the playoffs. And I look at this, Aaron, and I go, chances are the 49ers and Eagles will meet up again, whether it's in San Francisco or if in inf- it, it doesn't matter. The fact that this offensive line played so well and was oh so dominant in that game last night leads me to believe that they can replicate that performance much more readily than just about any unit on either side
1: yeah and and I think it's interesting that you can find the Niners at plus money to secure that number one seed and they are playing Mm -hmm. like the best team in football (laughs) definitely in their conference and there's no reason to believe that they can't win out and secure that now of course the Eagles are the favorite if they play like five times I I mean it's hard to say, you know, what would happen between the Eagles and Niners. But right now, you need Trent Williams also healthy because I'm with JLC that, like, the Niners go as he goes. So hopefully he can stay healthy the rest of the way. Um, of course, the, the Niners have been the Super Bowl favorites for a while now, too. So, it, you know, Vegas certainly knows what's up there. But I just think they're playing very, very well. And they're they're not just beating teams right now. They're crushing them, you know, and so there's no reason to believe that, you know, the the Niners would fall off a cliff. They're playing their best football, and that's what you want at this point in the season.
2: So when we talk about MVP market, because I think this is the next part of this conversation we have to unfold, and is it simply going to be the quarterback on the best team when we get to the end of the season? Because if that's the case, then Mm -hmm. if we ended the season right now, it would be Brock Purdy but we just got done having this conversation about all the other weapons in San Francisco, how the star left tackle may be the key to unlocking things for that offense, even despite all of the high-end talent, the McCaffrey, the Debo, the A- Iuke, the everything they have available, the Kittle. Kittle. Um, or is it really the player who's most valuable to their team? Because I think... We come back around to looking at what Dak Prescott has done for the Cowboys this year. The numbers he's putting up, in particular in the last month, are bordering on video game numbers. We could talk about the Cowboys defense and how that affects the race for the East or the one seed or how deep they go into the playoffs and all that and whether they've beaten anybody good. Yeah, those are all conversations worth having. But if we're talking about the guys who are most valuable to what their team has done to this point, Through the first 13 weeks of the season, it's kind of wild to me that out of eight different books that I'm looking at right now, Dak is the lone favorite in the MVP market in just one of them. Just one. People are, and and us included, and maybe look, the, the value may be gone. The best value on Dak to bet him on MVP was three, four, five, six weeks ago. The value may not be there to place the bet anymore, but Dak Prescott is MVP short of falling on his face against Jalen hurts and the Eagles this weekend. I don't understand why we're not committing more to him as the clear cut favorite to be MVP, because there is so much more in place, Ed in San Francisco that makes the offensive ecosystem work the way it does for Brock Purdy. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Chris, for a
0: couple of reasons. Number one, Yes, Brock Purdy's total EPA, and I've said this till I'm blue in the face, that total EPA is a really predictive metric as far as who is going to go on and win MVP. And Brock Purdy leads the way at 102, but Dak Prescott is in second place right now at 87. And one of the things that I emphasized Friday morning on this show was that the left side of the offensive line in that Thursday night game let Dak Prescott down, and they still scored 41 points. We do not talk about wide receiver three, wide receiver four for the Cowboys that often, and they still put up a ton of points and a ton of yards against the Seattle Seahawks Thursday night. This has been a most impressive performance by Dak Prescott. And one big point that I want to make here about last night's Niners-Eagles game is I think that loss is way more damning to Hurts as far as an MVP contender then I think some want to believe. I think this is much worse for Jalen Hurts than just one bad game or anything like that. Because if you want to make the argument that the quarterback on the best team or the quarterback with the best record should win MVP, well, that took a hit. That argument took a hit. Mm -hmm. And there's one other aspect that's really, really important when talking about Jalen Hurts that I don't think is getting discussed enough, and it's this. Other MVPs historically do distribute the football to where they're not just relying on one guy and there are metrics to measure such things even when pat mahomes had tyree Hill and travis kelsey he had two guys other offenses look they have maybe just two guys that they rely on but it's still two it's not one like jalen hurts has with aj brown in fact Hurts relies on A.J. Brown more than any quarterback relies on one receiver this season. Dak Prescott's not doing that. He has C.D. Lamb, but he has Jake Ferguson as well. And the fact that Dak Prescott distributes the football a good bit more than Jalen Hurts does, to me, is a really good sign that Prescott can take over this market going forward.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I'm curious, you know, your guys' thoughts on is like, is it a, you know, what have you done for me lately in terms of like Dak is playing really well now, probably better than Jalen Hurts, even though the Cowboys have lost to the uh, Cardinals, Niners, and Eagles, and now the Eagles have only lost to the Jets and Niners. But if you look at sort of recency bias, does it count? Don't they kind of factor in like what they remember most recently a little bit when they're voting too?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why the next the next four of the next five weeks decides what Dak and the Cowboys really are. You have to jump into this, Mark. If if again, if you have not if you had not made your Dak Prescott bets yet, if for some reason you wanted to watch the first twelve or thirteen weeks of the season before you decided to dive in <laughs> on Dak, but now you're like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't dispute it anymore. I just can't. Now I gotta get in on right. Dak. Eh, and yeah, it's 350, 3 to 1, 375, wherever you find it. I gotta get in on Dak now. It's based on the belief that Dak can do to Philly, to Buffalo, to Miami, to Detroit, what he did to Seattle, to Washington, to Carolina, and the Giants. The one thing I will say is those defenses outside i mean outside of maybe miami on a good day and that is a game in miami on christmas eve it, the eagles defense is falling to pieces right before our eyes the bills defense has not been what it has been in the last right. two or 3 years this season the lions defense huh. Uh, we just got done talking about how they let the Saints back into that game yesterday and what they've mm-hmm. been throughout the year. They made Jordan Love look like an MVP on Thanksgiving. So this is the opportunity. If if you believe in Dak Prescott and you haven't leaned in on the Dak MVP bets yet, I, I do believe that he's going to back it up over the next three or four weeks. I think the point you make, Ed, about his uh, dispersal of the football and targets is great. The, the one thing they can't have, as any team can't have at this point, although the Niners survived theirs is a, is a big injury to an offensive skill position player, right? The Niners doldrums, as much as they may have been based on Trent Williams being out, we're also with McCaffrey out Debo out. Um, if, if the Cowboys have to deal with say a Jake Ferguson injury, and I'm knocking on wood for, for the sake of Cowboys fans, that that doesn't happen. Uh, or Tony Pollard should go out for an extended period. Any kind of, of skill position injury, if they're talking Hurts and the Eagles, AJ Brown, any kind of skill position injury will turn this thing on its ear. But all things considered, I think Dak's the play right now. He can
0: be. I think he should have the shortest odds. I couldn't agree more. But I think the MVP market is really important to discuss because it's all about where you can maximize your value. The one Mm -hmm. thing that kind of goes against what I just said about Jalen Hurts is if you believe that, okay, what happened Sunday, yeah, it was bad for the Eagles, but they can overcome it. They can beat the Cowboys They can go go on a run and win the one seed in the NFC. Well, I'm saying minus 125 if you want to back the Eagles there. I don't like that bet. I like Jalen Hurts to win MVP way more at plus 350. That is a much better bet to make if you want to back the Eagles. So it's all about figuring out where you can maximize your value. Meanwhile, Prescott plus 350 win MVP. But if you think the Cowboys can get the one seed in the NFC, that's 12 to 1. Take that That, instead of Dak to win MVP.
1: I agree because on this show, and a lot of people I respect in the you know the betting. Uh, world have been talking and seeing this opportunity for Dak and the Cowboys to go on a run for cash what seems like at least a month now so I think you've missed the number like I wouldn't feel comfortable betting Dak MVP at this point when just a few weeks ago even you could have had way more value so I like Ed's um, idea there with number one seed
0: Plus three thirty as well for the Cowboys to win the division, but don't they have to get mm-hmm. the one seed? Like, there's a lot of parts. Yeah, if they win the division, exactly.
2: yeah, there's a good yeah. chance they land the one seed as well. Uh, yeah, the the NFC race it, b- between those three and the Lions are still kind of there, lurking on the on the perimeter of that conversation. I think they're somewhere in the in the area of ten to one or eleven to one for the one seed as well. Um, that's going to be something to watch it play out with so many games between those four teams down the stretch, especially big game tonight for Jacksonville chance to maybe assert themselves low total big spread as the Bengals visit the Jags. We get into Monday night football and some big injuries that may affect the AFC playoff picture as well. Coming up alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Eddie Grass, Chris Mack in for Joe O today, right here on BetQL daily.